0: This is a competition. This is not America's Next Top Best Friend. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good whatever. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Passover. Happy everything and happy welcome to the America's Next Top Best Friend podcast. I am Amanda Mitchell, coming to you from my apartment in Brooklyn, and I am joined with my favorite, favorite, favorite person, Hillary. the prospect of of Denise Richards joining The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Sussman. (laughs) How are you, Hills?
1: I'm good. I'm a little stressed out. Just having a job took away a lot of my free time.
0: <laughs> Ugh, I hate that. So, you were so leisurely and now you're stressed and out because you have, have an adult so many person job. I have
1: to do and responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. The American culture praises people who are busy and have no free time, right?
0: That's called capitalism. hmm.
1: Uh huh. What are we talking about today, Manders?
0: <sighs> we're talking about. Some of the worst television I have had the displeasure of viewing. Yeah, I'm really upset that this that we came up, that I came up with this idea and that I insisted on doing it now. Um. Yeah, I
1: didn't <laughs> quite understand it, and I really didn't understand it when I was watching it.
0: <laughs> but um, at least just gives us a little reprieve between, you know, cycle eleven and cycle twelve. We can take a, a yeah. deep breath and take you know take in some some fresh air mm-hmm. in the form of the fierce awards. Or as they called it, the first annual Fierce Awards, but I'm pretty sure it's the only Fierce Awards. I think it's the only one. So she was optimistic. <laughs> she was real optimistic, and we're also going to be talking about um, the episodes of Millionaire Matchmaker with Clark and Jocelyn, um, both of which were repugnant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the date that they didn't go on in both episodes was the more interesting. Was
0: the more interesting and awful. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. They were definitely a boring date. Yeah. Um, but it, I, unless you know what happened afterward, which I looked up, so we're gonna let's, get to that.
1: Let's jump into the fear Let's um, Do the Fiersies, uh, listeners, if you want to follow along, all of the Fiercy awards can be found on YouTube. I think yeah. there's like five parts, and then all of Millionaire Matchmaker is on Hulu, and we'll let you know which season and episode once we get to that.
0: I think it's season three, episode five, and season, or episode nine, and then season five, episode three.
1: Great. So let's jump into the Fiercey Awards.
0: Right. Um. So it opens up with, <laughs> with J. Manuel, and who is the host of The Red Carpet, and- there's just so much about this that I just don't understand straight out of the bat. Why? <laughs> Primarily, why? Why does this need to exist?
1: Yeah, he's pulling a Ryan Seacrest, interviewing everybody, asking them what they're wearing. Um, But it doesn't work because they're not famous. No. But they think they are. So everybody has like kind of an attitude. And it's just like... Who are you? They're all
0: like, "I'm fancy and walking the red carpet," and it's like, "Um, these people are paid extras who are getting paid like twelve dollars an hour to scream at you for a few." For yeah, they're
1: minutes. definitely paid extras,
0: right? Definitely paid extras. Definitely. So
1: we see Mr. J interview Takara, Carrie D, and Jasleen, and
0: Takara's first. And she looks gorgeous, wearing some teal gown. And she's just looking curvilicious and amazing. Uh-huh. And we find out that she's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award tonight. Yes, I mean it's a reach. It's a reach. Um. Anyway, yeah. And then Carrie D is presenting an award, and then Justine, who's also there, and Justine and Jay's and Jay. Every time he introduces them, he, like Carrie D and Justine, he's like, "So you were the winner of America's Next Top Model," and it's like. I don't think they forgot, Jay. I don't think we forgot either.
1: Yeah. Also, it, it, this was airing right after cycle 9 because she named Celicia as the most recent winner, but we they talked about it in cycle 11. How did that Yeah.
0: Work? I guess it was because technically I don't know. That's weird,
1: right? Maybe it just aired much later?
0: I guess. But I don't know. That's so that's very weird. Yeah, I agree with that cuz I thought that it like the episode of the Fierce Awards, like, led directly into that episode. I don't know. It's very odd. So uh, Email us if you know the answer, guys. Seriously.
1: Um, We find out that the awards are taking place in Chelsea, in New York.
0: Chelsea. Yeah, they're like, and live from Chelsea, New York, Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so like... weird. <laughs> Do you think they were in Chelsea Market? I think so. I, I bet so. <laughs> um, yeah. And...
1: And then Tyra just shouts out different people that are in the audience. She's like, "Benny Ninja is here. Jim DeYonkers is here. Roy Campbell.
0: Carol Alt. Carol Alt." They wanted to get clear that Janice
1: Dickinson is not there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah they should they throw mad shade to janice unnecessarily yeah, unnecessarily she didn't deserve any of that mm-hmm. um and so tyra walks like is wearing a red a red prom dress on the red carpet and she talks <laughs> oh, to jay Jesus. about how like jay wanted to ban the word fierce and tyra <laughs> instead decided to have the fiercy awards because she wanted to celebrate fierceness like the fiercies are to the grammys what are to model it are, are to america's next top model what the grammys emmys and Tony's are to like their respective industries. Tyra. This is so. This is. I, I'm going to say it over and over again in this episode. This is a lot. This
1: is delusion.
0: <laughs> especially because
1: this was the only award show that they had.
0: Yeah, especially the first annual and first only. It's very weird. And
1: as we've mentioned before, a fiercy is an outline of Tyra with a high ponytail. An
0: Ariana Grande
1: pony, if you will.
0: So, um, then basically, um, oh yeah, and then we get a a great moment where Tyra accidentally calls Mr. J, Miss J, and it's very scandalous. And then we see her backing up fiercely into the studio on her way out of the red carpet. It's all very much... I wish she would calm down. Anyway, so Tyra walks out onto the on, into the audience. She's a goddamn mess, um, and you know they're celebrate here to celebrate the America's Next Top Model girls. And then Tyra decides to direct the audience to smile with their eyes.
1: Yeah, she makes everybody in the studio audience smize.
0: And she's like, "Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? I can. I need to feel it. I need to feel it. I need to feel it. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are doing it? Are you? 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 Are you not doing it? You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it?
1: Okay. So then we get into awards, <laughs> and thus begins the most awkward teleprompter readings that I have ever gotten to witness.
0: The only one who does well is April. Correct. Jenna does good. Jenna does good and April does the best, but everyone else is god awful. I think
1: Nicole does okay as well. I don't know. Let's get into it. Okay, so Carrie D and Celicia come out to present Makeover
0: Meltdown. None of the categories made any goddamn sense. No. I just want to point out that none of these if we were to do our own Fierce Awards, which I think was actually the original intent with this episode was that we were going to do our own nominations with the categories, but we ran out of, but I, did, I lost that idea until just now. We can still do it. We'll do it in a later episode. We'll do it in a later episode. Um, we'll do our own annual Fierce Awards.
1: So the nominees are Jada crying in the salon set, in the salon chair as they chop off all her hair. Bianca same thing crying in the salon chair as they shave off all her hair and jade cry or i don't know if jade actually does cry but she makes a big fuss about getting her afro taken away and her hair dyed blonde
0: then tyra asks all the nominees to rise do you see at this point lisa from cycle five like stands up as if she was one of the nominees oh my god no, I, didn't. I saw it like very briefly, and I was like, "Oh, that's really confusing." Is she is she one of the nominees, and they just edited her out.
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: then we get some classic Jade, some oh, classic Jade that I didn't even know was coming, and I like inhaled deeply when I when I heard this.
1: Tyra hates Jade so much because she gets nominated for three awards, deserves to win all of them objectively, but wins none of them.
0: Yes, exactly. Um... And so Jade said, goes, like, Tyra's like, so what did you think about your makeover, Jade? And Jade's like, you know, Tyra, I wasn't really happy at first, but I really trusted you and I did the, I, I really trusted you because I thought, like, what'd she say? She said something like, I really trusted you, but you didn't do what I wanted or something.
1: Yeah, she was like, I I, I stand by it that it was a bad decision to cut off all my hair and dye a blonde.
0: But I did the best I could pull it and pulled it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyra's like entire face falls, and you can see her like build rage, like build within her with Steam every inch coming out of her ears. She's so mad, but she's trying to hold it together because, like, she can't lose in front of this live audience, of course. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I'm. You threw some shade to me, so I'm going to throw some right back. Honestly, this if this category was biggest diva, Jade would be the winner. Yeah, that's not an insult. That's just true. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's not a read. That's not throwing shade. Like, calling Jade a diva in Jade's world is a fucking compliment. It's talking smack
1: because she's got the evidence right there. (laughs) I love it. So Jada, Tyra's like, what did you think? And Jada's like, honestly, my parents loved my makeover and wanted me to keep my hair short.
0: And we both agreed later on that, like, it worked for her.
1: And because Cycle 9 just ended, Bianca still has her makeover of a shaved head. And Tyra's like, wow, you look classy and you're working runways.
0: So this was pre-Nikki Blonsky. This is pre-Modelville. Yeah. a It must Mm -hmm. be before Modelville. Mm -hmm. This timeline is so whack. This is a whack-ass timeline. Okay, let's just point. Okay. I I'm, I'm we're putting together the puzzle. Um yeah, but anyway, but Bianca's still working with that with that shaved head, so get it, girl. Um, and then we get my favorite personal part, my personal favorite part of the episode, when we learn that the Miss Golden Globe of the Fiercy Awards is Miss Fiercy, and we see Sutan, aka Raja, come out and drag to present all the awards.
1: She says, Daytime drag only for you,
0: Tyra seriously she's so mad
1: <laughs> so the winner is jada and you see jade gasp for a second because it sounds like it's gonna be jade
0: duh <laughs> yeah uh, and jade is like i'm so shocked and i'm so happy that public embarrassment could get me an award mm-hmm. i liked that that was cute um she takes thanks tyra and her family and friends and then Tyra decides to shout out more famous, in quotes,
1: people in the audience, Edward Tricomi from the Warren Tricomi Salon, and presenting the award for craziest phone
0: call, Jasleen and Nicole. Um, and this, I was cringing the entire time. Yeah. Jasleen was, was just stumbling over every word coming out of her mouth. It was not good.
1: No, and it was award show banter, so the writing wasn't good either, but then her delivery was so bad.
0: Yeah, and then Tyra says something like, you know, like, the the award show banter is always so terrible, isn't it? Let's give these girls, is that when she does this? No. No, it's not until later, sorry. She
1: waits till it gets worse. She, like, lets this one slide because she's like, oh, that was just Jasleen, like, I'm sure it'll get better, and then it Exactly.
0: (laughs) Um and this is for craziest phone call, and the two nominees because there's only two. Two, it's not because there weren't like a the third nominee should have been Monique, technically not a crazy phone call but a crazy phone event, or Nena, Nena, yeah, all the Nena drama with her fucking boyfriend. There, I gave you a third category. Yeah. Done. Boom. Blammo. Um, but whatever. There's two. And the first one is Shandy from Cycle 2. You had sex?
1: And her boyfriend on the phone calling her a stupid bitch. You stupid (laughs) bitch. How could I even hug you? (laughs) You went to the movies? That's our thing. (laughs) And then Natasha's the second nominee for having phone sex with her old husband.
0: In front of everyone. Yep. Yep. Um, And Shandy gets to talk first. And Tyra's like, I, girl, when I was editing that phone call, Tyra, you were nowhere near the <laughs> editing plate. <thing.
1: laughs> and the award for most delusional,
0: Ty, <laughs> Ty, baby. And Tyra's like, what were you? What, what like, what were you most? What were you most afraid of out of that? And Shani's like, his reaction, duh. <laughs> And then Tyra, again, pretends like she was editing these phone calls, these, these clips, these episodes herself. Tyra really wants us to believe that every single thing of Top Model she does. She directs the episodes. She produces it. She, like, is art directing. She's doing creative. She's the key grip. Everything. <laughs> and she's like, she's like Natasha, I didn't talk to my man like that. Should I be talking to my man like that? And Natasha's like, hee because it's Natasha,
1: <laughs> and Natasha somehow wins. What an upset! I was so mad. This is. I had to remind myself scam. that I don't care.
0: I, I I know I was so mad too, and then I was like, "This is. I should not be this angry for a a one a one off like award show that ha- that doesn't matter." I but know. like, this is in terms of iconicness, no, no. No. First of all, Natasha's iconic moment is some people have war in their countries. (laughs) And Shandy's iconic moment is you had sex?
1: So next up, Tyra presents Takara with the Lifetime Achievement Award and we get a little like montage.
0: We didn't talk about Natasha and Tyra though. Because this is when Natasha's trying to like... Natasha's like, I'd like to thank Tyra and my fans and everybody who voted. And Natasha's... Oh, yeah. And Tyra's like, thank your husband and your husband. And you're going to thank your husband, right? Your husband. And Natasha's like, I'd like to thank my family and my friends and everybody on Top Model, all the girls and the production. She thinks everyone except her husband. Everybody except your husband, because probably at this point they'd already like...
1: Yeah, they must have already been like... <laughs> Signing the separation.
0: Ty, like Tyra interrupts these girls in the middle of their 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 acceptance speeches. Because it's her show. And it's no wonder she's never been invited to the Oscars. Cause you know she's the kind of girl to stand up there and be like, Hillary Swank, you forgot to thank Rob 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 Lowe? Which one?
1: Chad Lowe! Okay, so anyway, Tyra presents Takara with the Lifetime Achievement Award. And Takara thanks God, and then she thanks Tyra. And Tyra's beaming. She's like, I got to come after her. That means I'm more important. And then Tyra points out another celebrity in the audience, Philippe
0: Bloch, fashion stylist. Who has, like, a Hitler mustache? Yes. Yes. He's, he's been on TV before. And Philippe Bloch is the first celebrity stylist, according to Tyra. Um, and then Heather from Cycle Nine and April from Cycle Two come out, and they talk, and they get to do their banter, and their banter is fine, especially considering April Heather. Looks good for amazing. them. Amazing.
1: Heather does great. Heather did much better than Jaslene did.
0: Yeah, like surprisingly, considering considering the source, like good considering for
1: Considering she's not spray tained behind a banana leaf.
0: <laughs>
1: <That sentence. laughs> um so uh, okay so they are presenting the worst walks and wipeouts
0: disagree with so much
1: oh, of yeah, this
0: yeah.
1: well so the nominees that they chose were rebecca in cycle four fainting and judging narelle Falling during, like, one of their first fashion shows at, at like, a uh, drag event. And then J.L. being thrown in the pool by 50 Cent.
0: Okay, so Rebecca should not be in the running for this category. Because that was completely an accident. Or not an accident, that was an, a medical emergency. It doesn't count as a wipeout.
1: No, you can't make that something, like, no.
0: funny. No, like, I would rather see, where's Kim from Cycle 5, Worst Walks?
1: Or Carrie from Cycle Six, almost falling off the runway. Or Danielle from Cycle Six, wearing the fucking mm-hmm. high heels.
0: And the high heel. Like, though, seriously, we would be so much better at this. We really should just come up with our own Fierce Awards, honestly. We should.
1: We'd have better uh, categories.
0: I know. <laughs> at least come they on. would be accurate to the name of the category, you know? But I mean, a part of me is like, oh, well, they also could have just cast who they could get. Best Frigid but. Bitch.
1: We have <laughs> me. so many. <laughs> Amanda nominates herself <laughs> so then like Tyra has all the does. girls stand up and explain themselves and JL is dressed oh no 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 she's dressed in like a corset and a tool skirt and Tyra's like oh I like this you look like a rocker fairy tale
0: no it looks it looks like a bad evidence like music video yeah, yeah. Hmm. no or like no, um, and Were then Narel. I always laugh at Narel's fall. Like I'm sorry, it is hilarious. Like it, it's unintentionally hilarious, but it's yeah. hilarious when she falls. Um, and Tyra's like, I've never fallen on the runway like that. Oh God, shut up. And Norell's like, I just wanted to finish with style and grace.
1: And Tyra's and, like, Rebecca's not here because she just had a baby and thought that that was more important. More important than coming to my award show
0: yeah she basically says that like it's it's <laughs> she's throws so much shade she's like and congratulations to rebecca for having a baby <laughs> congratulations to rebecca for having a baby
1: and the winner is norell
0: i mean she was the only eligible one she was the only one that fell on the runway <laughs> fit the brief so good and Tyra when she goes out to get her award Tyra's like don't fall don't fall fall bitch oh, please fall you better fucking yeah. fall I want to see you fall I want to see you fall in your face and I want to lick up your blood off the floor floors so I can live oh, that's God. Tyra Banks
1: okay so next up our presenters Diana from cycle who gives a fuck you probably forgot who she is and Camille from cycle two
0: yeah um sure they, yes, and they're the worst, the worst at bantering. Like, actually, yeah, the worst They're at the bantering. ones, Tyra's
1: like, I have to say something. Everyone's so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> and she, Tyra's like, You know, guys, this banter on real, on, on award shows is always so awkward. Like, just give these girls a round of applause. And then the audience is like, Ugh, I guess. <laughs> Ugh.
1: So the category is most dramatic exit, and the nominees are Ebony, Kimberly, and Jade. Ebony, who was like, "Do you, you don't want to be here?" and she goes, Mm-mm, "I don't like it." And then Kimberly, R.I.P., who said that she wasn't into fashion and it's too superficial for her. And Jade, who left over lady.
0: Gave us I know. a poem. I loved it. She should have fucking won. I don't won. understand how she didn't win. She should have won. Like, that's the definition of a dramatic exit. Okay? Yeah. But Kimberly, R.I.P., winds up winning, and you know, she apologizes to Tyra. But And my next note is just Jade must be pissed. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's like, why did I even come here? That's why she didn't do All-Stars, because she didn't even win a fiercey. So next category is ugliest cry, and the presenters are Jenna and Kenya. Yes,
0: um, Jenna looks gorgeous. Yeah, just want to point out, and Kenya changed out of the dress she was. You saw her wearing on the orange on the red carpet. <laughs> I'm almost certain because Tyro was wearing the same dress the entire time, and everyone else <laughs> was forced up. to wear a different color. I really do think so because, like, was like she because red to, uh, Yeah, Tyro wore the same dress the entire time. And then I think Kenya was wearing, was wearing orange. Yeah, oh. she was wearing orange. And Takara was wearing that teal dress. And then when she she won her, she accepted her award, she was wearing black. So I really do think they, like, forced the girls to change backstage. So, like, Tyra would be the girl in the color and everyone else would be, like, a little more.
1: Ew. Joni was <laughs> wearing a bright green dress, though.
0: That's true. She's the only one, though. But she wasn't presenting.
1: Oh, all right. So, Ugliest Cry nominees are Joni at the Dentist. Look at my teeth! Look at my Shandy teeth! Shandy during her acting challenge. And JL during her makeover, who, like, had all of these extensions put in and then taken out in the same mm-hmm. day. And, like, yeah. she rightfully was allowed.
0: It's not fun. Actually,
1: all of them had a right to cry in this. Yeah,
0: definitely. I agree. So, Joni wins. I agree. Joni wins, And yes. we learned that
1: her... uh dentistry costs top model
0: $30,000. Get it Jody? That's yeah. better than a prize. Better than a prize. Okay. <laughs> better than a modeling contract. $30,000 in dental work. Get it. Get mm-hmm. it. I love it. Um and also this is also when when Tyra points out that that J- this is JL's second nomination as if Jade or Shandy didn't already have two nominations. J- yeah, Shandy had two nominations fuck? at this point also. It was very odd. Um yeah. And JL pretends that she's devastated when she loses the award. And the, oh, the, the none of this was accurate to the show's legacy, I think. I just want to point out. No. And the, but the entire at the end of the show goes, and I'd like to give an honorary award. And this is for the most dramatic change. And it goes to Shandy. And they show Shandy before and Shandy after. And she's had a massive transportation again
1: transportation
0: transportation transformation again um because she's now got tattoos and a cute spiky black haircut and tyra's like i'm so glad this show didn't run over time aren't you guys amazing see you guys next year
1: and they never saw her again
0: (laughs) never saw her again
1: all right that's the fiercy awards
0: so you want to hop in Millionaire Matchmaker? Sure. Yes. So let's do Jocelyn's episode. Jocelyn's episode is with is called I forget what it's called. It's I don't called it. Ayinde Day and
1: like Will I think is the other guy's name. Yeah,
0: yeah. If, if you guys don't know anything about Millionaire Matchmaker, Millionaire Matchmaker was one of the worst shows that's ever been on television. <laughs> it stars it's it stars this woman named Patty Stanger who calls herself a third generation matchmaker. Um, with like a 100% success rate rating, which I don't think is true or accurate whatsoever. Um, considering the number of failed dates we've seen them produce. Um, <laughs> and, and she herself is repugnant. Like, she is absolutely awful. She hates redheads and has really, really like awful opinions about gay men and their sex lives and like is just all around like that horrible traditionalist. Heteronormative idea of what like life should be and the way like relationships should be and that all relationships have to follow her rules or else like it's the end of the world. And I don't think her rules are really worth. They're not worth anything. No, they're terrible
1: until monogamy.
0: Come on. Come on, Patty. Um, Anyway, so basically, I just want to point out because we've we we, I guess these two these two episodes aired like years apart. They were like two years apart. Yeah, they're different seasons. Yeah. This episode starts with Patty cake testing cake tasting for a wedding. That's never going to happen (laughs) happen.
1: because she's single for most of the series, but she starts off engaged
0: and she's still single. Yeah. Uh So, yeah, it's been 10 years, Patty. Come on. Not to judge anyway. you, but still. So we find out that basically the man that the, that oh our lovely Jocelyn Pennywell is going to get set up with is named Allende. And he's an ex-pro volleyball player. And now he works in like radio, radio media, something like that. It's He's bullshit. great,
1: especially compared to the other guy. He seems really nice. He's
0: 37. Mm-hmm. And he loves spontaneity and he needs an educated woman. Um, he's single because he happens to be a commitment phobe. And he wants children and admits he needs to open up. Um, he's a serial dater. And Patty's like, I mean, people who are serial daters usually have trauma in their from their youth they get to work on. And I'm like, shut up, Patty. Shut up. As a person with trauma from her youth that she needs to work on, no, that's not it at all. And that's all we, I mean, we learn a lot about him.
1: Yeah, we don't have to get into it.
0: Yeah, he like wants a girl who's with, with faith and all in has and believes in all kinds of love and stuff and wants a girl now that his attention is not in his career anymore
1: yes so we go into the casting and do we have to explain this part
0: it's basically like they all stand women stand in in a line in front of patty and her assistants and they like ask them questions about themselves and they decide whether or not they're going to come on the day on like to the cocktail party where they get to meet the the millionaire. Right? That's it? Yeah. Um, and so Patty is looking for a girl with personality and who is beautiful for Allende, Allende. And Patty loves nothing more than rejecting women. She loves nothing. Like, Patty really should just be a judge on Top Model at this point. Because of how much she, like, loves just being mean to women about their looks. And then there are some things that Jocelyn said that I want to clarify jocelyn was miss u.s
1: yeah not miss usa miss u.s i don't think
0: that's true
1: <laughs> i don't think that's
0: true like i just don't maybe think that's she competed true. in it maybe but like even so there oh i mean i guess she i mean it's on her twitter page that she was miss u.s 2007 but what does that mean miss u.s it's miss prob- that's different I don't Mm. care. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't believe in lying about those kinds of things. Um, And she's also in an MBA program because she wants to start a modeling agency. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. And then she gets chosen because, you know, the one time Patty has great taste. She decides to pick our girl, but she disapproves it in the next episode really quickly. And then we just get there's a weird moment where Patty clocks this girl's awful boob job. And I just wanted to point that out, like how what a mess that entire segment was. But she finds out this girl is 25, had a baby at 25, or she's 25. She has a baby, has braces, and a boob job. Do you want to talk about the therapy session? It was no. boring. It was very sad. <laughs> it's not worth unpacking. <laughs> it's not, um, yeah. So basically, the cocktail party happens. Iande has 15 women for him. But it turns out the other suitor, who is a fucking rat bastard, who's awful, is late and everyone's mad. But that's not important. The important thing is that Jocelyn and Ayande meet and he asks where she's from and how she got there. And of course she's there because she wanted to work in her modeling career. And then we find out, and then basically the cocktail party happens and they, they pick two people to go on a mini date with and then from that mini date they go on a master date. There's a lot of things with dates going on. Go watch The Bachelor if you want to have a more simplified version. Um, And... Yeah. And basically Iende picked Jocelyn because she reminded him of her of his cousin.
1: Which is weird. <laughs> and she didn't like pause or hesitate by that.
0: Yeah, she was just like
1: So you wanna date your cousin?
0: It was very weird.
1: And then where so he chooses her, obviously, to go on the master date. Where do they go?
0: They go to um they go on the helicopter ride for a date for oh, their date. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. And Jocelyn's
0: like, how do we go so fast? how do we go so fast? <laughs> and, um, cause they're like zooming through buildings in Los Angeles and yada, yada, yada. And then sidebar, the other guy brought his assistant on the date.
1: Who's like a hot young She's, woman.
0: Yeah. Who basically looks kind of like the other girl that he's already supposed to be on a date with. It's really bad. Um, and then we find out that Jocelyn loves long-term relationships and was with her boy, last boyfriend for four years before they broke up three years before. Before then, Lum. and then Jocelyn and Naiende go to Mar- Moroccan food, and you know Jocelyn's like, "Oh, Moroccan food, sure."
1: And then a belly dancer walks into their private room, and Jocelyn like doesn't hesitate at all. She just stands up and
0: is like, "Okay, I'll try it." And they have a phenomenal time. And, you know, Iandy's had a great time on their date and thought that she was super hot and takes her on a volley. And then he was like, I want to take her on a volleyball date. And then we find out in the end that they're dating, except not. Because, basically, Iandy came back in a later season, I think two seasons later, and then basically, like called jocelyn stupid and was like she wasn't good enough for me like she wasn't like my last options weren't good enough like you need to do better like i'm the i'm the whole package so you need to bring me the whole package i need someone with the good schooling and good height and good looks and he turns out to be a massive dick Mm
1: -hmm. and pat and patty winds up kicking him out of the club his dad was murdered right
0: yeah but still that doesn't give you a reason to be like to say that to be that kind of a dick to women (laughs) you know yeah.
1: All right, let's get into Clark's episode.
0: Clark. Ugh. Clark. So, this
1: episode is in season five, and it's called The Prince and I, starring Julia Stiles.
0: I know. Patty is single again. We just want to point out, Patty is single again. We see the episode opens with her talking to her friends, being like, So now that we're all single at the same time, and it's like, Oh, how time flies and the millionaire for clark is prince mario max Schaubin, Schleppin, 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 Schleppin.
1: wow and he is his father is a prince of denmark
0: a denmark yeah and when he comes on screen patty goes Ew! because she's an adult <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god and Max is definitely really really proud of being a prince and he doesn't want women to just like him because he's a prince. Um yeah. <laughs> and so the plan for Prince Max is to take all the prince away from him and strip him down and make him just Max. Um and Max is a dweeb. I'm just going to put it out there. Max is a fucking dweeb. Yeah. Max is a dweeb. Um, and he lives in Germany, Los Angeles, New York, and runs a company that produces fashion, alcohol, whatever your fragrance, whatever you need. And there are t- the life of royal of royalty is both a fairy tale and gossip, all the time. <laughs> yada 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 wants a girl for him. You know, you guys get it. <laughs> you guys have seen a romantic comedy. You guys understand what the prince wants. I just want a girl who wants me for me.
1: Yeah, so they're not going to be telling anybody that he's a prince. Even though all the girls already know he's a millionaire.
0: Yeah, because that's the nature of the of beast. So it's like, well, we already know you're rich. So let's go. Like, <laughs> Great. Um, and so, yeah, so then we go to casting again. And Clark comes in and Patty's like, Clark, what kind of name is Clark? and Clark's like, ah, it's my mom's last name actually." Like everyone thinks I'm a boy before I walk in the room. And it's like okay. Yeah, great. And Clark lives in Mi- like lived it for a period of time in Milan for a year, probably, you know, failing at a modeling career.
1: Probably while the show was airing cuz she was mm-hmm. so
0: embarrassed, <laughs> probably. Like hiding away, sequestering herself. Um and they're like, "We think he'd be perfect for the prince." Of course. Well, not, they don't say that, but we think we'd be perfect for Max. Um, and then they go to the cocktail party, and we see Clark, and she's like, Cheers, guys! <laughs> and like, cheers with the other girls. And I'm like, Oh my God, you have no- nothing has changed. Nothing no, has changed. She's so annoying. She's so annoying, and she's not even like the main thing on this TV show. Like, I hate her. And her hair is blonde again. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, we want to point out it's definitely blonde again and prince max meets with the other suitor who can only be described as like every guy that you know who's in a comedy writers room right now pretty much <laughs> like there's one guy who looks like the other millionaire in the in the comedies in any comedy room in america um and basically the other suitor is wearing a fedora i just want to point it out because he's wearing a that fedora that Patty gave him. That Patty gave him, and he goes, "She goes, Justin Timberlake in the house," and I'm like, "This is what started that. This yeah, is you, you are part up, of the problem, Patty. part of the problem, Patty. Go fuck yourself." Um, and the other suitors like, like, and, and Patty's like, "So we just want to tell you that Max is a prince," and the other suitors like, "What?" And I'm like, "I would have that same reaction, honestly, because this is also a rom com." Um, and so then Max goes and he goes to the cocktail party and he talks to the girls and Clark's like, Yeah, I'm an international fashion model. <laughs> Gross. And she's like, Okay. Clark is smizing like she's like standing in a group like what the girls like p- pushing her hair over her shoulder and like smizing at him even though they're not in conversation she just keeps looking at him every time the c- like the camera is remotely near her face like she's like l- looking at him really intensely like smize like ah, pay attention to me ah, like pushing her chest out it's like it's like I could not keep my eyes off of her because of how, gr- how obvious she was being and her earrings are terrible Her earrings are terrible. They're, like, dusting her shoulders. Um, And then, so Max picks her, of course. And, um, you know, and when they sit down, she's literally sitting somehow so that she's physically above him. I don't understand. It was super weird. But, like, they both sat down and she was literally, like, looking down on him. And she was like, this is the way it should be. (laughs) I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. Yeah. Me too. yeah. Um, and, and so, but for whatever reason, Max thinks she's super hot, so she winds up getting picked. Huh. And, yes. And then, so they go on their date, and Clark brings her a dress. Hey, if a br- man wants to bring me clothing on my first date, don't. 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 Because either you've got bad taste, or you're going to get it wrong, and I'm going to take, like, some sizing is going to be off, and I'm going to take it really personally. Sorry. Sorry. Appreciate the effort, but don't do it. Um, Yeah. It's just a
1: disaster waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. And I don't even know what they do for the, I think they go go dancing or something. I don't know. I wasn't, it was boring. It was, their date was boring, except for, like, when, when Max sits her down for dinner, and he's like, so my name is not what you think it is, and he's, she's like, what, your name isn't Max? And he's like, It's part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Prince Mario
1: Max.
0: okay. And as he says that he's royalty, you can literally see her face like, like both freak out and then light up because she's like, oh my God, I'm going to be a princess. Oh my God, I'm going to be a princess.
1: Yeah, because she was like, ugh, is he worth it for the millions? And in that moment was like, oh, he's a prince.
0: And she's like, I really like the fact that you kept it on the down low, you know, kept it from me because she's terrible. And then they, you know, call Patty and Patty and she's like, yeah, I really like him. I think he's great. And, you know, their little Chiron says Prince Max and Clark are still dating. But I have his blog. From this episode, I kind of felt Clark wanted to accelerate her career. After the show, she was not my match for life. Um, Patty could not know, and I could not know as it well. It's all good. I am not disappointed. It is Clark's job to promote and market herself. Selling your beauty means you have to take every chance quickly, and being selected by a real prince, of course, is the kind of Oscars of dating. But becoming a prince takes more just, just more honesty and truthfulness. Basically, he's calling her a starfucker. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> he's calling her a star fucker <laughs> he was like yep she took an opportunity i can't blame her for it but like she just wanted to be on tv as we all know yep because she's the worst because she's the worst well that brings us to the end guys we're all wrapped up i hope you enjoyed this random interlude while we took a brief week off from our regular content but we're hopping right back into our normal content next week but Yass. Cycle 12, Cycle 12, so much to talk about. Allison, Creepy Chan, and Tiana, and Talia, and Celia, and all the It's going to be great. I think it's going to be, I think, I I mean, I never rewatched this season, so I think it's going to be interesting to rewatch it, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, I mean, it's going to be like Cycle 10 again for me, yeah. like rewatching it now, you know, because I feel like I haven't seen it since it really first aired. So, it's going to be great. I'm excited. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get into it. Well, good. Do you want to do social media?
1: Yeah. So, uh, all of our social media links you can find at americasnexttopbestfriend.com and for my personal social media, uh you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at hilarious123. Amanda, where can they find you?
0: Hi, guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Loch Ness Amanda, like the monster from Scotland. You can also find me on Romance vs. Reality. It's my blog. It's on Tumblr. Um, I'm wrapping up The Bachelorette and then I'm going to be doing Bachelor in Paradise. It's going to be great. Cool. We will see you guys next week for Cycle 12! Woo! You, you shut up.
1: up. Bye. Goodbye. I love you.